Coming to you from 27 miles west of downtown Chicago, you're listening to 27 West, produced by the congregations of Wheaton Bible Church and Iglesia del Pueblo in West Chicago, Illinois, and Tri-Village Church, our campus in nearby Streamwood. Our purpose is to make this very large body of Christ a little smaller as we meet and learn from one another. Welcome to 27 West Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Murray, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Amy Salava. Hello. Live music by Amy Mueller. Yep. And our guest this week is Michelle Hogan. She's a volunteer extraordinaire, a good friend, and we're really excited to have her here. Hi, everyone. So, hey, so, hey guys, um, we want this podcast to be a place where we laugh and learn, and we just get to know one another. So, how's everyone doing today? Great. Good. Glad good. to be here. Yeah, well, we're really glad you're here. So, Michelle, you are an amazing volunteer at the church. Now, I say that. And everyone says that, that comes in contact with you. But there is a funny story between you and me. Now, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. And I was in the kitchen before uh, a ministry night, and um, I was cutting watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to watch a YouTube video on how to cut the watermelon because I've never done it. stop right there. (laughs) Who needs a YouTube video to cut a watermelon? You just cut it in half. What planet are you from? You slice it and then you put it in the triangle. Like everybody, who needs that? Do you watch a video how to peel a banana? Um, No. Okay. (laughs) So you have some basic skills. Yeah, but a watermelon is different because it's not like a Mm -mm. 15 cent banana. If you mess up a watermelon, it's still good though. Like, is you don't it, have to taste it, it Yeah. It's just sugar and water. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, in summer, it's like 99 cents at Aldi. So I'm not buying your, like, it's an expensive okay. fruit. Okay, fine. Well, I just want to say you were very helpful in that. <laughs> and, and you didn't even help cut it. You just encouraged me as I was cutting the uh, watermelon. I laughed so. at you, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. normally, the, the your volunteers for the table, I'm used to just a higher level of skill set. Yeah, you're right. You know, I was just surprised yeah. that. Well, so yeah, that in, in, that, in that, why were you in the kitchen? What do you do here at I the church? I am always in the kitchen. Um, I love to cook. I love to feed people. Food is my love language. Uh, so it was probably a Thursday night because you have the table and I have Alpha. So I cook for Alpha and for uh, various other things like belong or rooted or special occasions or. Okay, so okay, so you cook. Uh, cook. You cook various meals for various ministries. What are some of the things that you cook, and for how many people? You know, it totally varies. Alpha can be anywhere from, like, 20 people to, like, 40 people. So uh, special events, um, like Scattered was 600. So oh. I didn't do lunch. I just had to do snacks. When I have an event like that, in my head, I'm um, a contestant on a game show. I'm the only contestant, <laughs> so I'm probably going to win. Okay, Okay. So, so wait a minute. Let's let's back up. You, okay. you, pretend, you pretend you're on a game show? Uh-huh. Okay, like, what do you mean? Well, like, I'm at Costco, and I'm at Aldi, and I price things out, and I figure out, like, and then I find a really good deal, like, cheese sticks on stale. Oh. For Scatter, that was a huge money saver for me. Um, And then I figure out my budget, and then when I come in under budget, I'm the total winner. (laughs) Do you reward yourself with a prize? No, because no one cares but me. Oh, no, I think there are. No, well, sometimes if I'm really proud of myself, like, last week, I or maybe it was two weeks ago, I totally aced. Like, I made dinner for Alpha for, like, 20 bucks. Like, I was huge. What'd you make? I don't remember. But I totally, (laughs) with that, I emailed Marie Allison because Marie is my church boss Mm because most of my jobs at church are under her domain. And so I emailed um, Marie just so she would pat me on the back and agree that I was a winner. Yeah, I I think she cares. I think she's excited (laughs) about that. That's that's awesome. All right, so you you cook a lot, and and I've tasted your food. It's good. No one's complaining, so good job. I've never, I don't think I made anyone 
I'm not, I don't think anyone's gotten sick. That's really important to me, too. That's good. That's important. All right, so this is yeah. not your full-time gig. What What do you do outside of volunteering here at the church? Uh, my real job is I'm a nurse anesthetist. I put people to sleep for surgery, keep That's them alive fancy. during surgery, wake them up at the end. I put epidurals and women in labor, do C-sections. Has anyone ever woken up? No. That's good. It, I get in a lot of trouble if that happens. Well, they wake up at the end. Right, but not, right. During. not during. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is actually really rare and completely scary, and I've not had any issues of recall personally. So, What hospital do you work at? Rush Copley in Aurora. Oh, nice. So that, that job. The job is really stressful. Yeah. It's kind and, of intense. And it's stressful, I think, because of what's going to happen, but I think also it could be stressful because the people having the surgery are very stressed. They are. And so I think that you would be a great – person because you're you're kind of like the last person to talk to them right i am and do you like what do you do you sing them lullabies as they go to sleep uh kids i do oh really if i if i take care i have this whole popsicle song i sing that i will not share with you but um <laughs> about the popsicle party we're gonna have when they wake up anyway so kids i sing to adults you got to kind of feel people out some people want you to be funny and some people don't and some yeah. people just um and also, I have drugs, and so I can make anyone feel better. So. <laughs> I, I better living through chemistry. I can take away any anxiety. That's so. great. So yeah. you'd be a good friend to have. Yeah. Well, only at work. Okay. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't do parties. Yeah. I don't good. like come to your home. I don't. Yeah. All right. That's good. How okay. long have you been doing that? Um, like ten years, twelve years, something like that. Did you have to go through medical school and do all of that? No, I went through a nurse anesthesia school at Rush. Oh, okay. So I did a residency and I went to school for a couple of years and yeah. So I learned alongside the anesthesia residents. I do what an anesthesiologist does, um, essentially, but I'm a lot cheaper. So but I still make good money. But so. that's the only difference? Uh it's a controversial topic. But oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> we won't go into that. That's Let's not cool do, job. Yeah. Got advanced it. practice nurses and MDs fighting is not this isn't the place. So So okay. Anesthesiology in the hospital, do do you find that your faith in God comes into play at your work at all? Completely. Um, I think for anyone in healthcare, first of all, I'm dealing with life and death situations. Mm-hmm. And so um, I love it when I have people that, you know, I come in, hey, I'm going to be taking care of you. Oh, there's I have people praying for you. I love when people say that. Um, I think for anyone in healthcare, you're giving of yourself, you're putting yourself out there. There's times um, you have to take care of people you really don't want to take care of. Like maybe they're icky or gross and they're being mean to you. And um, I had experienced once when I was a new nurse, a patient who was HIV positive and had chronic nosebleeds. Every time we walked in the room, he would throw bloody tissues at the person who walked in. Oh, wow. And in instances like that, obviously that's extreme, but I stop and say before I encounter the patient that I know is going to be unpleasant and just remind myself what you've done unto the least of these you've done unto me and that I think healthcare is a calling and that even if it's someone difficult or someone um you know I had a patient the other day who was had gotten shot gangbanger just being a total jerk to everyone who was trying to help him and in those situations I just stop and take a deep breath and say okay god you've I'm here to take care of this person despite how they're treating us yeah so, yeah, I think that's important. That's yeah. not an easy perspective to have either. No. But yeah. you sort of have to to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard to imagine doing. Um, do you do that? I mean, do you have like a support system at your work? Um, yeah, because we're all in it together. So in that sense, you're a team taking care of someone. I never am alone. There's always other nurses and doctors and people around. Um, and you're going through it together. So. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, obviously those are extreme cases. Most people are right. completely wonderful to take care of. So it's a very rewarding job. I mean, I go to work every day and I know that I help someone like that rocks. So, yeah. And I get to watch babies being born. I like that too. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> so you're very hospitable. Yes. Um, you, you've opened up your life to volunteering at the church. I'm helping people through surgeries. And I also heard something about your house being a place where you can be hospitable. Explain. Um, Like seven or eight years ago, I'm not sure how long, um, I had a friend who was going through a divorce, and they were losing their house, and it was just a tough situation. So um, at the time, I lived in a three-bedroom condo in Glen Ellen, and I said, well, why don't you move in with me? which she did along with her six kids. So it was super crowded. <laughs> so a lot I of kids. was really like, shoot, we got to buy a house or I got to do something. I wasn't even sure what, but I went and met with um, Danny Graham. He's someone at our church who also, he and his wife, Robin, are very open giving people. They adopted one of their son's friends. And um, I'm really glad Danny is one of the first people I talked to about this because he never batted an eye. He was totally like, of course it's normal that your friend mm-hmm. and her kids, you know, that Heather and the kids live with you. And um, he looked at all my finances. He's like, why don't you buy a house? I was like, okay. And <laughs> God made things within, it was less than a month. We were, we moved into the house I live in now. Um, it's in good school districts. It's like South Wheaton. It's five bedrooms. It has a nice big backyard for my dogs. Um, <laughs> and it just worked. Um, and I just f- have felt strongly since then that it's God's house. And I, my prayer is that he continue to use it for people who need a place to stay. My friend eventually bought her own home and is kind of small. So she moved out with some of the kids and left a couple behind. Um, and, <laughs> wow. On, and other on purpose pe- or? Yeah, well, okay. it was just crap. There was more. Anyway, there was more room. <laughs> so um, one kid went away to college. He came back with his roommate. And then he went to grad school and the roommate stayed. So people have just come and gone over the years. I've had a young couple live with me with a baby that just needed time. Usually it's to save money or whatever. Some people stay for a few months. Some people stay for a few years. And then my prayer is just that the Holy Spirit provide um, the people. He finds the people who need a place. Mm-hmm. And um, I live there too. That's so cool. Have you always known that your gift was hospitality? Yeah. Like when you were a kid, what were you... Like, um, I'm always the party planner. I'm always the, <laughs> the like, fun one. That's I'm the awesome. fun one. <laughs> okay. Party planning. Yes. Let's say that you were to plan a dinner party. Ooh. Oh, thank you, Amy. <laughs> and the guest of honor <gasps> is Jesus. Oh, my gosh. That's so hard. Do you have okay. to keep kosher? No, I don't know. No. <laughs> Let's pretend that's off the table. Oh. This is, yeah. Okay. So what? what would you make? And who else would you invite to this party? Oh, gosh, Scott, that's a hard one. Um, well, I'm spending my own money, so I don't have to. I'm not spending the church's money, so I don't have to do my whole game show thing. I can. That's right. That's I can right. do mm-hmm. my own budget. So you already win in Jesus's eyes, so yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you serve, Jesus? What a good question. I think I would. Um, I make a really good salmon, and I think Jesus Ooh. would enjoy that. A grilled salmon. He does like, like a fish. Balsamic, a he balsamic does. Glaze. He likes fish for breakfast. Every um, meal. That's day. right. Or, I didn't know this, um, the Sea of Galilee is a huge producer of tilapia. So that might be a favorite huh. of Jesus's. What about fish tacos? Oh, that's a good idea. He might like that. It's like a modern <laughs> twist on his everyday food. I just sort of feel like he, he like would be a little more Mediterranean, but maybe he would oh. like to try something different. Yeah. So what's your favorite meal to cook? 
Uh, well, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I ridiculously love it and come up with multiple excuses. Like the week before, I usually Alpha gets Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I for Thanksgiving I usually have about thirty people over. Wow! I love. Do house. you have? Is it all family? Um, I have a big family, and then also because I mean, just like random people. Just <laughs> That's great. Um, but I love a house full of people, like you know, dogs barking, babies crying, people laughing, drinking, whatever, eating, pie. What What's your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? Um, this is going to sound crazy, but my actual favorite part is I have a sister in law who always brings a big tray of lasagna. Interesting. And then <laughs> she's Italian. And then is it like turkey lasagna? No, it's it, she's Italian. It's like normal lasagna, wow. but it's awesome. It's way so better. So you have lasagna oh, yes. and turkey. Oh yeah, we have turkey Do you and have ham. I've, usually turkey and ham, beef tenderloin, and mm. then people. You know, wow. Thanksgiving people bring like side dishes and. Yeah. Um. There's tons yeah. of food. I think my my favorite side dish. There's two. Okay. My mom has a recipe for corn casserole mm. that my Yum. wife has learned to make. Awesome. I love it. So good. It's like yummy and. Uh, crispy and not at the same time. Did it require watching a YouTube video for your wife to watch <laughs> yes. that? Okay, yeah. just wondering. Um, and then, um, I'm a huge fan of stovetop stuffing. Oh, that stuff is good. Got to say no on that one. Yeah, okay, tell me, why don't you like stovetop? I think it's really salty, and I think it kind of has a fake processy taste. That's mm. exactly why That's I like it. That's the best part okay. of it. That's well, I like it. <laughs> okay. And my wife's family doesn't do stuffing. They <gasps> never did stuffing. Oh, really? And so I come to the table. I've been married, you know, quite a while and now. Like, and I'm like, stuffing? where's stuffing every Thanksgiving? And finally, this year, they're making stuffing for me. <gasps> From the box. So you'd From, never it's just take, be stove so you, you never just take initiative and make it yourself. I think um, that might be beyond his skill level. Yeah, because <laughs> if I had to watch a YouTube video, um, I'm, I don't think I can add the butter and yeah, water mm, very well. I think yeah. stovetop stuffing is you add water and stir and yeah, put it in the oven. Yeah. It's like right up there with easy bake <laughs> yeah, oven. Yeah. So it's pretty difficult. My for favorite me. is the mashed potatoes, but <gasps> oh, leftover yeah. oh. mashed potatoes. Oh, oh, I always think it's better the second day. Okay, interesting. In the microwave. Okay, my yeah. favorite part of Thanksgiving is the day after. Yeah, mm-hmm. like sourdough bread, turkey, turkey sandwiches. Well, that's sauce, just little mayo. Breakfast the day after. Stuffing. I have some of my sister in law's lasagna, and that's oh, really that yummy. Great. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to switch to some word associations. Fun. Um, so I'm just going to say a word. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Amy, can we get some word association music? Oh, All right, I like here we go. This. Can this I play? Nice. Oh my perfect. gosh. <laughs> Favorite food? Sushi. Ooh, hobby. Cooking. Movie. Princess Bride. Good one. Guilty pleasure. Uh, binge watching Call the Midwife. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Me. Hospitality. Me. <laughs> coffee. Yuck. Oh, I love ice coffee. cream tea. Oh, I love coffee. Mm. Tea. Vacation. Florence, Italy. Pets. My doggies. Color. Green. Superhero. Uh, Batman. And cats. Hate them. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I I'm really allergic. Just, I don't like cats either. And I, if I had like a million cats, I would be crazy cat lady. But if I have a million dogs, I believe I'm it's still to- normal. Yeah, it's totally different. Totally normal. Yeah. Because you're so hospitable, you would just have 1,000 cats in your house. Never. <laughs> I would, if they would let me, um, I would have 1,000 dogs. But um, no, I am not a cat person. So. You love ladies. So you, you, you have dogs on the mind. What kind of dogs do you have? Were you going to make fun of my outfit? No, no, no. You, try to you do have a dog on your sweatshirt, I've noticed. It's good. My Facebook friend. Um, I volunteer with Mobile Mutts. It's a animal rescue. 
I uh, strongly support Adopt, Don't Shop. Uh, if anyone needs to find a rescue dog, I can hook you up. I currently have two Black Lab mixes. Mm-hmm. Um, I often have sheep dogs. There's sheep dogs on my pants, which Scott was making fun of too. <laughs> um, yeah. I do support animal rescue. So. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So this part of the podcast, we want to know if there was this a is intense. No, this is intense. If there was a soapbox that you could stand on right now and tell the world, what would it be? If you have more than you need, build a bigger table, not a higher fence. Explain mm-hmm. that. Um, I just think personally, um, just the way I live um, in terms of people living in my house. It's amazing the reaction I get from other people, especially non-believers that like think I'm nuts. And some people actually have had coworkers that get hostile about it. Why are those people still living with you? You got to get them out. You're being taken <laughs> advantage of. Like people just. They what, really say that. Yeah. Get in wow. my face. Like why? And I'm like, really? I'm good. Like this is fine. Um, and I think if the world is telling me I'm doing it wrong, then I'm probably doing it right. I'm doing something mm-hmm. right. That they think I'm crazy, that my life is the way it is. Um, I just think so often, um, you know, obviously, like I said, my job is stressful, but I'm also well paid for it. It's not like I'm the widow giving her last coin to save someone. Um, I live comfortably, um, but I just feel like um, a lot of my coworkers, just priorities are different. That, you know, I, I think it's easy to lose perspective that. First of all, we're in the richest nation in the world. We all, no one's going to bed hungry. We have a roof, like compared to the rest of the world, we are so comfortable. And I think even in like, especially in my work environment, I work with other anesthesia providers and surgeons and people that make really good money. But um, I hope that I am a voice that's different and that the way I live shows people there's another way. I work with people who are very strongly pro-life, who are, uh, I work at a hospital that does not do abortions and we're very proud of that. But I think it's not enough to say I'm against abortion. I think I need to do something to support women who choose life. I need to do something to help hungry kids in this world. Like it's not enough to say don't have the abortion. I think you got to say, here's how I'm going to help you. Hey, here's some diapers. Hey, here's Mm -hmm. some services. Hey, how about you go back to school? Hey, you want to live with me? (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah. And so that, I think, is my, what I'm passionate about, is I wish people um, would share a little more. That's cool. Yeah, it's the action, not just saying that you're... Right. Like, what are you doing for about For or against something. Yeah, absolutely. you got to walk your talk, so... Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, we're all members of the body of Christ. So, if you were to literally choose a part of the body that you were in the church, what part of the body would you Can choose? Can I be the sense of humor? Because that's what I think I'd want to be. Yeah, I'll go with, I want to be the sense of humor. I want to make people laugh and smile. And I, I can relate to that, Michelle. I, I bet you can, Scott. <laughs> Matter of fact, we were going to probably have a contest to see who could be funnier. That was my hope. But then I was afraid we wouldn't be edifying. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That wouldn't be good. Scott, no. what part of the body would you be? I, I think I would be the right arm. Why? Um, I have found in ministry. Wait, and is the, the body church, of Christ right-handed? I'm not sure. Yeah, he is. Okay. It, yeah, he. <laughs> okay. We all know Jesus was right-handed. Okay, and he's the head. There's no left-handed fellowship. Okay. Um, I I think I'd want to be the right arm because I have found that I like to support the the one that's in charge. I like to be the one uh... to actually do what their dreams are, and it, it makes gives me joy to actually be that 
the right arm, the hard okay. worker of the church. I get it. And the body of Christ. I mean, that happens in the home as well. So I'd like to be the heart, but I feel like that's a lot to bite off, you know. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. Yeah. If 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 you were the heart of the body of Christ, we'd be eating a lot. We'd be like eight hundred pounds. And there'd be dogs everywhere. <laughs> there would be dogs <laughs> everywhere. That's why you have it. So, um, Michelle, you're not married. No. Okay. So Wheaton Bible is a church that we we've I've heard it said that Wheaton Bible is not a church that has ministry for singles, but it's a it's a it's a church of singles. So like what would you have to say as a single woman, successful in career, volunteering in the church, busy, what would you have to say to the single people out there? Um, that's a really good question. I um it is hard. I think that you know, it's often it's easy to feel like the church is here for young families. You know, mm-hmm. I know that's our like largest population segment, however you say it in the church. Um and I do feel like a weirdo sometimes because it does seem like everyone's in their married ministry and all of that. Um, I'm happily single. I don't, um, I have a lot of, it might be my age, but I have a lot of unhappily married friends <laughs> and yeah. I think I've got a better deal. Um, yeah, I mean, there are occasional comments. Like I had someone come up to me not long ago and say, um, Oh, are you married? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> like, very much. Th- not when you can cook yeah. like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's kind of creepy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's an implication that, that there's, there is that sense like, Oh, if you're not married, there's something wrong or there's, or you have to be mold. married eventually. Right. Well, right. of course that's your goal. Right. Of course. You know, um, I'm fine with that. I don't have kids, but I my life is really full of kids. People are always willing to share their kids with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm fine being like world's greatest aunt. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. So, but yeah, it is. It can be hard at Wheaton Bible, and it does. Um, you know, I've tried um once or twice like the singles ministry, and it really just wasn't a good fit for me. Yeah. So I'm happy with the ministries I am involved with, and you just sort of yeah. Yeah, I I think that there is a general feel. For a lot of people, that you're not complete yes. until you've found the one. Exactly. That, you know, what was that Amy Grant song, you know, doubly good to you, that once you, you know, if once you do find that person, that's when God really blesses you, you know, and if you haven't found him yet, you're kind of in like a state of limbo. And um, I, I don't think that's my case. I think I'm doing fine. So, I mean, there, there are some great people in the Bible that were single. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jesus. 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 Yeah, he's pretty great. Paul. Paul yeah. was pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah. So when you were on your soapbox, yes. you say build a bigger table, not a higher fence. I, I really like that. Um, how, how can you encourage us as the body of Christ to have bigger tables? Um, I think it starts in your heart and, and – um, do you care for people and do you care about your fellow man? Do you, um, you know, not obviously not everybody has a gift of hospitality or not everybody loves to cook, but whatever your gifts are, um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, a volunteer here, Charles, who just started telling me about, he goes, he used to work in HR for years and, um, he started volunteering at one of the homeless at the pad shelter. Oh yeah. And now he meets once a week with people and writes their resumes and like goes over, how to interview, like 
that's a skill set I don't have. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think we each you figure out what your gifts are, figure out where you fit in the body of Christ, and then figure out how to use that to help people. I mean, yeah, I, I think when you, you said it starts with the heart. Because if it doesn't start with your heart and you just change your actions, people it, will know that your heart's not in it, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. People can, I think, totally see if you're, um, you know, not genuine and it's not, and if, you, if it's not coming from a place of caring, you're going to burn out and you're going to like resent mm-hmm. it and not want to do it anyway. So that's pointless. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to hear your story and all about your life. Thanks for having me, guys. I really liked doing this. This was fun. It was really cool. Thank you. To find out more about our podcast and subscribe, head to 27westpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at 27westpodcast. Thanks to Josh Dix for tying all of our cables into knots, Amy Mueller for tickling the ivories, even though they're plastic, and Scott Murray for just behaving himself today. Yeah, you got it. I'm Amy Salava, and see you guys next time.